Holy shit. Welcome to Insufferable Pokemon Media Argument, Episode 3, the threequel, if you will. <laughs> I am your host, Riley, joined, of course, by the man with the beard himself, by Odin's beard. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Odin, here, back at it with another Insufferable Pokemon Argument debate. Whatever you want to call it, we're going to get at it. We're going to get at each other's throats. We got this. Yeah, it's time to fucking kill each other. Yeah, so I we haven't done these in a long time. First of all, I would like to apologize because I've given up on using the special theme song because I'm a fucking idiot. And Don't both times we did this before, I neglected to save just like a normal version of the theme song. I just put it in the podcast and then didn't take it out. So I'd have to like remake it again, and I really don't want to do that. So we're not using the special theme song anymore. <laughs> well, I'm very disappointed. And um, maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe this will be pointless, but um, that would be the smart choice. But anyway, I also don't remember if we did like the normal segments before the arguments, uh, but we are going to do that because yeah. why not? Why not? <laughs> okay. Um. So with that in mind, it's time to go to what we've been doing this week in Pokemon. Hey, Odin. <laughs> <laughs> what have I been doing with Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, what have you done in Pokemon or just like recently since the last episode we did, which was like a couple <laughs> weeks ago? Um, well, mo- as of recently, within the last week and a half, I have been constantly soft re- uh, soft resetting my Omega Ruby to try to get a shiny Trico for this last week and a half. Cool. Literally for the, a whole How many resets are you at? Over a thousand. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty um it's soul crushing. Seeing is the fact that like the rates, uh full shiny odds for that generation were like one in eight thousand something. Wait, are you talking about Omega Ruby or Ruby? Omega Ruby. Oh, okay. No, that was that was after it got split in half. It's one in four thousand. No. That was Gen six when they did that. It, it's Omega Ruby what? is Gen Six. Yes, but it was it. Are you sure? Because yeah. I yeah. looked it up and like the rate, the the odds. Like Jinji and I both looked it up and got the same answers from separate sources for it's Omega like Ruby. Something. Yeah. Really? I thought it was one in four thousand. I thought they did the split on, in Gen Six. That split changed in seven. Oh fuck! Okay. Shit. Yeah, seven, uh, Gen 7 and Gen 8 is where Pokemon Shiny hunting got hella easier. E- okay. 8 more so than 7. Yeah, 8 made it really simple. Yeah, 8 says, here you go, here's a Shiny. I just can't do Shiny hunts, though. Like, I don't have the attention span for it. I tried to... I'm sure you remember me talking about this on Pixels a while back. I tried to Masuda method some Grookies, and I gave up really quickly. So now my fucking box in Pokemon Sword and Shield is just fill of, filled with useless Grookies and Grookie eggs. Yeah. <laughs> There's fucking Grookies everywhere that I have nothing to do with. Yeah. They're probably pretty good Grookies, all things considered, because I was also Masuda Methoding with a perfect IV ditto. So, yeah, they're probably some pretty strong Grookies, but... They're just Probably. hanging out in my box, <laughs> doing nothing, because there's fucking 40 uh, of them. <laughs> having a grookie party with their sticks. Having a grookie party. Woo! But yeah, that's that's literally all I've done in Pokemon. Um, I've been so busy with my Minecraft server that I pay for every month, and for uh, the new uh, Better Minecraft Plus mod pack. 
that was done by such an amazing person. Literally, the guy who uh, the guy who made it, um, the mod pack. Uh, let me see if I can find what his name is because I don't, I don't, I feel like I can't mention him. Uh, mention the better Minecraft uh, mod pack setups without mentioning him. It's uh, by X Sharky TV. Uh, if you are definitely a fan of Minecraft, I definitely suggest going on there and uh, taking a look at his content. He even has a uh, Discord server too at some point. You should invite X Sharky TV on Pixels Polygons and Fun Podcast. I mean, I would, but I mean, he's just he kind of just like any other Minecraft mod pack creator. But I mean, I'm sure they ha- he has like some other ulterior motives for I meant like just in general to talk about like modding and video games in general I think that kind of work does he go through to go to get into for like modding like making a mod pack and what kind of does how many uh, people he has to contact and be like hey can I use your mod pack for my mod your mods can for my mod pack and whatnot and sure there's a lot of work maybe yeah I I think it'd be definitely be an interesting interview like with Michael just to hear about those um the inner workings of that kind of shit. I might, uh, I might contact Sharky and see if he wants to be on a podcast at some point and see if he wants to go over that. Yeah. Be cool. Um, but as for me in Pokemon, fuck, have I done anything? <laughs> no. Fuck. Yeah. You're echoing a little bit. I mean, I'm going to echo. I don't have headphones. Unfortunate. Um, fuck, I have to I really- be able to hear you. That's true. Uh, mm, I don't think I've played any Pokemon at all. I think that I think literally nothing is the answer to this question. Wow. I feel like such a disappointment, bro. It happens. I'm 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 pretty much I've been kind of like itching to get back into Pokemon, but I can't really pick a game. And at this point, I'm kind of just like I might as well just wait for Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, it's time to get into our topic, which of course is ex- insufferable Pokemon media argument number three. We're having our debates today, uh, but first we have to find out who won the last episode. Who was the victor of insufferable Pokemon media argument two? Oh boy! Let me hold on. Please hold. Let me actually pull it up on my laptop because that'll be a lot quicker than doing it on my phone and waiting for it to load because my phone is shit. Yeah. So, I don't know if you remember the stake, Soden. The, the, the punishment that we agreed to for the loser. I don't know if that's left your mind since the last time we did this. No, I don't remember. So, whoever, whoever loses this, these arguments has to do 20 jumping jacks. Do you oh, remember shit, now? You're right. I remember that. <laughs> last time we tied, so we both had to do 10 jumping jacks. So, let's see what happens this time. What was the Make last it 20, one? you cowards. We did. We split it half and half because we tied. Twenty is g- goes to the loser, but there was no loser. We both lost, so we just split it in half. An optim, uh, an optimist. Oh, shit! Think Fuck. We both shit. Won. This is not working. Fuck! Hold on. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Damn. Well. Hi, hi, Gingy. How you doing today? Special cameo, folks. Say hello to Raging Gingy. He's babysitting. Damn it. I just wanted to say to him to say hello for a minute. Ask him how he's doing. Alright, here we go. Our our first debate. This is probably gonna be anticlimactic. I feel like these have no votes. I think they had no votes last time I checked. Wait, hold on. What the fuck is going on? God damn it. Shit. 
hold on, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to be like this. You're good, bro. I'm just scrolling through the host chat for this, and I just saw the picture of the Guardian farm that I was working on in Minecraft the last time I was on here. So that was the 22nd of August, and it's now 9-11. Rip. Oh, yeah, we are recording this on 9-11. Rest in peace to all the people who passed on that day. Pieces. Um, um, okay, so our first debate was, what is the best cover legendary? And I had to remember who did what, but I think I remember in this, in this case. So the options were Eveltal, which I believe I said, and Rayquaza, which I believe you said. And the winner is you. Rayquaza got one, the one and only vote. Hell yeah. All right, so that's one argument that goes to Odin. Now, second one, what is the coolest type? Let's find out who won that one. Just pretend there's a drum roll here. Maybe Jason will add one. Ice type? Shut up, Genji. Ah. I was gonna, I've been thinking that the entire time. So... The answers were dark type, which was brought in by me, and bug type, which was brought in by Odin. And this one is a tie in that it received zero votes. <laughs> so I'm winning. You're winning so far, yes. Now for the big argument from last time, the one that took up the bulk of the episode, is Pokemon teaching kids that cockfighting is good. Remember that debate? That was yes. pretty fun. That was pretty good. Um, let me pull this up here. So the options were yes, brought in by me, and I don't care, brought in by Odin. And Odin wins again. I don't care. Gets the one vote. <laughs> so I'm doing jumping jacks, folks. That's going to be a lot logistically harder since I'm recording on a laptop now than it was when Stream I was recording it on, on Twitch for verification purposes. I'm not doing that. Fuck that. <laughs> Stream it. Stream for a legit... 60 seconds for video Gingy, proof because you can just take, say that you did it. It would take like 15 minutes for me to get a stream up and running. Howard. And another hour to actually do the 20 jumping jacks. Hey! Okay, <laughs> alright, alright, then just take your phone, put it on record, record yourself doing the jumping jacks, and post it. Gingy, we don't need verification. We can just trust each other. We did that <laughs> last time. I did trust the jumping jacks. Alright. So what Pokemon region would be the worst to live in IRL? It doesn't matter who wins, because Odin won. But let's find out anyway. I said Kanto. I, Odin said Galar. I think that's what we agreed on. I, th I think that's who did what. Um, oh, shit, I actually won this one. I, Kanto wins. Okay, cool. I won one argument. Odin won two. And another one of them, just nothing, because nobody voted. <laughs> So now I gotta do fucking 20 jumping jacks. You get to listen to me fucking grunts. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, hold on. I'm getting up. I can't get out of this fucking rocking chair. Hashtag Riley's <sighs> sex noise. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna use this clip out of context. In the background. <laughs> this is the avatar <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm making room for this. I need, I need some breathing room. Alright, here we go. One, two. I don't want my mother to, like, walk in on this. Why am I doing yeah, jumping jacks? Really? What's, <laughs> What's wrong with you? Do you have a disease? Are you dying? Okay, that was, 
I won't count those two. I got to do them all in a row. Uh, three, four, five. Six <laughs> is so stupid. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine, ten. Downfall, five. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Shit. One, tubby, tubby. <laughs> Don't laugh now. Your lungs are going to collapse, Riley. 20. Fuck all of you. Have you ever watched Major Pain? (laughs) That's what I have right now. Major Pain. Look at you bringing back memory. I already thought I went down on a fucking nostalgic fueled emotional breakdown with Steve from Blue's Clues. Thanks, Odin. Dude, that fucking video, bro. Oh, oh, it hurt. It, it's it's so uh my my emotions. Yeah, fuck your emotions. I'm panting from these fucking jumping jacks, god damn it. Sure, that's what you're panting from. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Ah, okay. So I guess it's time to get into our arguments, and uh, I'm a little beat, so I think we're going to have Odin go first in this one. Uh, um, well, why don't you go ahead and explain what's going on here today? All right, well, we're going to... So welcome I mean, you know, to the uh, Oshawa podcast, where we talk about why Oshawa is the best Pokemon, hands down. It's not true, um, but... so. We're gonna have uh, four. Po- but, um, take a shot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're gonna have four Pokemon-related debates. You guys can vote on who won the debate or who won the argument. Rather, is the word. And our first argument is: uh, What is the best fossil Pokemon? This was actually a suggestion by our co-host Anaru, made before he was a co-host. This is like he had suggested the this one for the first episode. And it was like the only one of his three suggestions that I didn't use. So we're using it now. <laughs> Best fossil Pokemon. Odin, take it away. So there are a lot of great options and choices for fossil Pokemon. Um, You have a wide range of, well, okay, most of them are rock type. Let's face it. Uh, (laughs) You have a uh, wide range of rock types to choose from. A wide range of rock types with maybe a a secondary typing for Pokemon. Um, So... And my choice for picking, I kind of went with like the soul aspect of like me as a person and what I like. And I would have to probably say that Armaldo is probably the is probably one of the best. Only because of the fact that Armaldo is bug and rock, and I love bug types. Plus, I like the way he looks. He's like a shell crab thing. Uh he's it's a, a weird isopodic looking crab thing hard shell crab thing hard shell yeah yeah he's awesome in my opinion and also i really like him because for the longest time i couldn't figure out what was his eyes the two red marks on his nose or if it was the things coming out the side i couldn't tell oh ouch (laughs) now odin what Hold on, I don't want to. I don't want to step on your toes. Did you have something else you were gonna say? No, no, go for it. What's up? So Odin, Armaldo's pretty cool, right? I'll give you that. He's a cool crab guy. Crabs yeah. are awesome. I mean, like, I had a secondary, but typing. You know, 
What? <laughs> Nothing. You say typing? Yes. Shut up, Jinji. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had a secondary, uh, like back, like a backup fossil Pokemon that I really liked, just in case uh, Riley was going to end up choosing the same one. And I'll save it because he did. Okay, I'm not going to say what it is, but there, I have two favorite fossil Pokemon. Armaldo is one of them. Well, I'm about to say what it is, and thank you for discrediting my argument by telling the audience that you came up with it first. <laughs> Uh, so Armaldo's pretty cool. I'll give you that. Armaldo's a cool guy. And, you know, I was thinking, right, when uh, we brought up this debate, uh, what? There are so many good options, right? You got the Archeops family. You got the fucking Rampardos family. Fucking Bastiodon, bro. There are so many fucking cool fossils. Tyrantrum? Yeah, dude. But you know what? You can't mess with the classics, okay? And I think they nailed it in one. Because I think the best fossil Pokemon, hands down, is Kabutops, bro. Kabutops. Fuck Kabutops. Lord Helix. Dome for life, okay? Listen up. <laughs> Dome for life. Dome for life. Dome gang, Words okay? To live by. Dome gang. So, Kabutops. Just, you know, plain and simple, right? Kabutops. Very fucking amazing one of my favorite one of my favorite fossils it's yeah and the concept is simple he's just a fucking shellfish type creature and he's he has giant breath. fucking sides he's it's a, awesome he's a he's a scythe wielding horseshoe crab it's awesome he's, uh, he's got fucking sides bro that's the that's the entire hinge of my argument. he's a fucking crab and crabs are awesome, which I already and said. Naruto runs. He's got size, and he does Naruto run. You're right, bro. Holy shit! Like Dude. if you ever if you ever play the Let's Go games and you watch him run when when you have him in your party, the guy literally Naruto runs. Odin, you're really helping my argument here. You're supposed to be arguing against me in favor of Armaldo. <laughs> Mabutops was gonna be my original pick, but you're... hey. Don't blame me because you gave me the opening. I told you to pick I your you topics first. Because I it was I, I needed a second just in case you were gonna pick the same one. Well, that's why I had you pick them first, because I was letting you have first pick. It didn't and matter. I was gonna that be I nice to let you have our half Kabu tops. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. But I'm still and, gonna talk great things about it. <laughs> okay, well that only helps my benefit, so I don't have to do jumping jacks next time. So uh-huh. That's fine. But Kabutops, you just you can't get any cooler. Like they nailed it in one. They said, How do I make how do we make this fossil Pokemon cool? Fucking giant Grim Reaper sides. We've done it. We, that's it. That's all you need. Can we talk about how one of the missing no forms is actually a <laughs> fucking Kabutops fossil? Is a, yeah. Is a, that's... Kabutops, is a skele- skeletal Kabutops? Yeah, bro. Dude, Kabutops is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Kabutops is fucking awesome. <laughs> Dude, I don't care if you win this one. Kabutops is solid, man. Yeah, bro. He's and he's really powerful, too, especially in Gen 1, bro. Listen, here's the thing about Kabutops, right? Here's the thing about Kabutops in Gen 1, right? You put 
Source Dance on that guy. You put Hyper Beam on that guy. Done. Done. It's so good. You win at that point. The special attack is obviously a physical hitting move. So, Source. <laughs> no. Oh God, I hated not it. In Gen 1. <laughs> Yeah, no, in Gen 1, that's how it was. The the uh, physical special split didn't exist. It was all type-based. Yeah, so Hyper Beam was physical. That's what I just said. This special oh. attack is, hits uh, hits with physical stats, so Swords Dance, let's go. Yeah, Swords Dance, Hyper Beam, easy claps. Easy claps, bro. And Hyper Beam in Gen 1, you don't have to recharge if it kills. It's great. So good. Yeah, Kabutops will just come in and fucking murder your life and won't even care, bro. Nowadays, though, like, there's some really good setups for Kabutops. Yeah, bro, Swift Swim, bro. Get him up in the rain. It's amazing. He'll fucking r- rip you down. Fucking, you get Aqua Jet, bro. You get Stone Edge. Shit. He's gonna wreck your day. He's gonna fuck you up. Leech Life. A Dude, Leech Life? Base, a base 70 attack? That heals brains, yeah, bro. It's fucking awesome. Is, is that why his name is Kabu Tops because he's on the top of the list? You're damn right, it is. There you go. That's the one good Jinji pun. That's the one that I'll accept. I call him Kabu Tops here. <laughs> Let's go. Now he's the wrong fossil, but you know what? You guys are making valid points. Listen. Listen here, Tyrant. Don't you dare say that about Kabutops. I think Karakosta is the most awful. I will throw a piece of leaf at your Kabutops and he will die. That's fine. If you throw a piece of leaf at Lord (laughs) Helix, he'll die too. I'm not going to say Lord Helix. I wouldn't say Lord Helix. No, he'd say Tyrantrum. No. No, we can't. No, we can't. We, yes. we can't get Jinji involved in some debates and not all, because he's not going to have time to be on the whole episode. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll be quiet then. Not part of the episode. Sorry. No, I'm you. You're babysitting, bro. I'd love to have you on, but I don't want fucking children to interrupt you. But anyway, he was babysitting us. <laughs> <laughs> We've been the children the whole time. I mean, I'm older oh. than all of you, so. You're not as old as Mo, though. No, Mo's old. <laughs> Mo is old. <laughs> Fucking. I think he's 40, 42. He's old. 41. I think he's 41. I would just call it old. Just call, call it, it old. what it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, that's my closing argument for Kabutops is that he's fucking awesome and nobody right. would mess with the Kabutops. You have any finishing statements about Armaldo and why he's better? No. <laughs> okay. Strong first argument. Yeah. Oh, I, my next one's strong. I'll start off. The next. No. Wait a minute. No. Wait, hold on. The next one. No, I have to start this one. There's a reason I had to start this one, okay? You went, first of all, you went first last time, and second of all, I have to start this one. Okay? I was gonna like to say what it is and then lead off to you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead then. The uh, next topic for this for what is what 
is what is the best Pokeball in the Pokemon universe? All right. And you know what, Odin? Let me make this quick. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what what's your ball like, <laughs> might as well say it now my answer is the quick ball bro the quick ball quick efficient it looks awesome it has that cool blue and yellow design and the thing about quick balls is they're so satisfying the most satisfying pokeball in the series the first right. one or two throws or pumps that's what i'm saying because listen 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 there's no better feeling in Pokemon than when you encounter like a really annoying wild encounter that you want to catch. And you're like, oh, man, I'm in for a long, annoying battle, war of attrition to catch this Pokemon. Uh, turn one, might as well try a quick ball. You throw the quick ball and you catch that motherfucker. It's the most satisfying feeling in the world when you toss that quick ball and it fucking works. It's beautiful. It's this ball is just fucking euphoria. That's what it is. It's the best ball in the game because when you use it and it works, it's the most satisfying thing in the world. There's nothing better than throwing a quick ball and just fucking ending a battle right there. Legendary Pokemon, throw a quick ball just for the fuck of it. Catches, there you go. Fucking awesome. And it looks dope. It looks really dope. I really like the blue and the yellow design. It's awesome. Yeah, quick argument for a quick ball, best Pokeball in the game, easy. Subject. Uh, all right, all right. Well, so my uh, the Pokeball that I feel is the best in the Pokemon universe is the Beast Ball, for several reasons. And here are the points. Okay. Aesthetically. It is gorgeous. It is dark blue, light blue, a goldish yellow uh, ornitations on the ball itself. When this ball is used, when it opens up, and the animation for it is so glittery and star-filled, it's like amazing. I don't know how to best like explain it, but it's it's like something out of this world. It really oh, that ain't shit, me. bro. You get fucking ball capsules. You can make any Pokeball do that, bro. Easy. Listen, Quick ball, sh- shimmering, listen. shimmering it up. A beast ball. You don't need to have any of that. It's already done for you. Plus, it's aesthetically pleasing looking. It looks fierce. Like I won't, it looks like I won't whatever Pokemon you. you have in this ball is going to be one beast of a Pokemon. Ah, I see what you did there, because it's the beast ball. <laughs> now, the only downside about the beast ball that any Pokemon that you're catching with it, if is if it is not an ultra beast, it has an extremely low capture rate. But picture this. You're going up against a Pokemon that you really love. Imagine it being a shiny. And you're sitting here thinking, what would be the biggest flex? I know. I'm going to catch this non-Ultra Beast shiny Pokemon in a Beast Ball. Because of the fact that it has such a low capture rate and it's a shiny, 
And beast balls generally are not an easy ball to get a hold of in any game that they are in. True. Sing it. And a beast ball and saying, I caught this shiny non ultra beast Pokemon in a beast ball. I went through all that work to earn this kind of gratification and self gratification that I accomplished this. Not only that, but now when I grab this ball out to use it in a battle, people are going to look at it and be like, shit, dude, what the fuck is coming out of that thing? And when you toss it, whoo, that opening animation is so clean. It's, ah, uh, oh, any, any Pokemon you put in that ball, is going to look special. It's, 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 oh God, it's so good. I, I can't. I have beast balls, man. They are my favorite. Listen, I get it. Beast balls do look cool, but I think the fact, the whole like thing about them having super low catch rates that they're not ultra beasts is just like an unnecessary hassle. I think it's very annoying that if I want to have my Pokemon in this cool looking ball that everybody loves, I got a fucking, I got a one in eight thousand fucking shot. But with a quick ball, that motherfucker, that motherfucking quick ball, bro, got the best catch rate in the game. Oop, excuse me. <laughs> Got the best catch rate in the game, bro. You throw a quick ball, that shit's snapping, dog. And sometimes it doesn't because you got like legendaries and shit. But quick balls are efficient. They're an efficient way to start and end a battle. That they're they're woven into a Pokemon trainer's uh, well, a smart Pokemon trainer's journey in a way that beast balls are not. Every 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 trainer in the know knows that when you start a battle with a Pokemon that you want to catch, the first thing you do, you toss a fuck quick ball at that boy. And then sometimes the work is done for you. It's the most efficient thing in the game. And I think its utility, along with its cool design, makes it the best Pokeball by far. Yeah. And the, and the nice thing about this is that there was, that the best Pokeball was left to be a, into a broad way of looking at it like we can all have like our different reasons for like best pokeballs riley's is solely based off of usability and the fact that it does look still really cool but it's practic as practicality in the actual pokemon world mine is solely based off of looks and the fact that anything you catch with it you're gonna know that you worked hard to get it because the fact has a low catch rate it's an aesthetically pleasing ball that takes effort. That's true. And, you know, I, I could definitely see the value in that. It's just that, you know, in terms of thinking about the best Pokeball, obviously design is important. And I think the quick ball looks fucking dope. But like you said, there's also the functionality. And yeah. no Pokeball has more usable and convenient functionality than the quick ball. Outside of their standard Pokeball. The standard Pokeball, I was tempted. I was tempted to bring in the standard Pokeball. I would have called you a Gen 1 or so hard. Aesthetically, bro? Dude, if I could put all of my Pokemon in regular Pokeballs, I would. Because that would be what? more aesthetically pleasing okay. to me. Let me ask you this question, Riley. If someone put a, uh, if someone took a Quick Ball and a Beast Ball, set them next to each other, but both of these balls had the same catch rate for everything and anything... Which one are you going to pick up? You see, I'm not going to lie. This is a hard choice. I'm not just going to say quick ball right away. 
It's a hard choice because they, they both, both work the look same. Fucking dope. They they if someone told you the this is this is simply a reskin, but it's still a beast ball. It, they do the same thing, uh, same functionality, everything. Again, hard call. I think I might. I think I'd be honest and say I might go a beast ball, yeah. but it would be a very hard call. And it I would think- be. But it, that's but at that point is where you end up separating. Okay, now if you look at it in the um, air quotes on the around the real world application for the Pokeball uh, in the Pokemon universe, a quick ball does have more practicality of uh, in the use department. It really does. But I am also a type of person who doesn't like to do things the easy way. And I like to work for the things that I get, too. So that is also the underlying reason why I feel like the Beast Ball is one of the best Pokeballs because of the self-gratification that you get for actually working hard to trying to catch what you're trying to catch with it. The aesthetic part of it is just a bonus. It's the cherry on the cake. Put cherries on cake? Minecraft, bro. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, there is a cake with a cherry in the Minecraft. <laughs> in the Minecraft. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I think the quick ball looks dope enough to at least be in league with the beast ball in terms of design. It's and- like the biggest. Like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. The the it's yeah. It's just with in combination with that design and the practicality behind it, because you know, of course, you like to work for things sometimes. But, you know, sometimes you approach something that you're just really not looking forward to, like, a, you know, a battle with a legendary, as mentioned before. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, here we go. It's time to fucking paralyze this motherfucker, give do chip damage and be here for 100 turns. Well, and so then. Here, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, like, so. If you look at it this way, the quick ball within the first, like the first two turns, it, ha- it has like the most optimal use. It's first turn. It's only first turn, and then it's the fucking Pokeball. It's first two. Is it first two? First two. I mean... Are you sure? Yeah, once it hits the third turn, your rates are just as bad as the Beast Ball. I don't think it's just as bad as the Beast Ball. It's just as bad as... It's uh, just as bad as the Beast Ball. I thought it was standard Pokeball. No. Basically. No. It's a, it, the rate is just like that. It's the same thing that goes with Timer Balls or Dusk Balls. Anything like that that is outside of its element becomes worse than standard. Because they're so niche. They're so situation dependent. Well, of course, but I'm just saying, like, my main argument before is that the quick ball's functionality, obviously, it goes down after the first two turns. I thought it was the first turn, even. So I mean, it still better. does go down after the first turn, but the optimal catching range for it is turn one and two. Okay, but um, the thing with the quick ball is that, like I said, if you're a smart Pokemon trainer who goes, th- goes by things in the smartest way possible, you're always chucking quick balls, dog. When you want to catch a Pokemon, that's what you do, turn one. And then sometimes work is done for you and you don't got to worry about it. You got a big battle that you don't want to yeah. deal with, quick ball. And then, but then you have to think about the disappointment factor. You are now taking someone something that's high risk, high reward. As opposed to something that is it's still basically the same thing, 
but something that taking against something that is supposed to work extremely well and then possibly doesn't in the time frame that you're able to use it as opposed to something that just doesn't work well normal you're the amount of disappointment that you're going to have after chucking two uh two quick balls and then coming out short and having to use a different pokeball is a lot worse than throwing a shit ton of beast balls and be like, yeah, nothing's being caught because you knew what you were getting. Like, you know that it has a shitty catch rate and there is no real hope to be found inside of it. But a quick ball gives you hope with the first two turns and then it crushes it when it doesn't catch the Pokemon. You see, I see where you're coming from there, but I'd say that even isn't that big of a issue just because you... I'm not saying it's a huge issue. It's just a factor in the mix. Of course, but I, I the way I see it is like it's just, you know, something you try at the beginning of the battle. You try it. I don't even try it twice. I didn't even know it worked twice. I try it once. Yep. And if it works, I'm like, cool. And if it doesn't work, I'm like, okay, time for the battle to start. It's just something you kind of do on your first turn just to like, you know, say, fuck it. Let's see if this works. And then it does. And it's the most hype moment in your fucking life. <laughs> Yeah. All right. right. Any 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 closing statements? Beast ball, best ball. All right. That's fair. Um, let me see. All right. Uh, well, it's time to start our third argument, Odin. If you would like to introduce it, you seem to be good at doing that. So the next argument that we have here is: What is the most annoying HM in Pokemon? Now, annoying can be taken in several different manners. It could be taken in the fact of its usefulness. It could be taken in the fact of it being used against you. Anything. What would how, what do you deem the most annoying HM in Pokemon? Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, I went first last time. I thought you were going. All right. Um, I think the most annoying HM based on several different factors, which I will go over, is Flash. Now listen, okay? Fucking Flash is the most annoying shit in the game. Because here's, what, here's the thing, right? Flash fucking taunts you, okay? Because it's one of those HMs where it's like, you don't really need it. You don't need to use Flash. But if you, God forbid, try to avoid sticking your Pokemon with a useless move that it has to keep for near the entire fucking game and try to go through a cave dark, then you're fucking getting lost and you're fucking struggling. And it's all because you didn't use Flash. Flash taunts you. Flash makes you want to use it in the moment, even though it's a shitty move that no Pokemon even wants. And if they did want it, they would just use fucking Sand Attack because at least you can forget that shit. You can forget Flash if you go to an HM deleter, but those guys are usually pretty far into the game. So for at least a decent chunk of the game, you are stuck with Flash, which is just fucking Sand Attack, which is a move that outlives its uselessness, or, or uselessness, outlives its usefulness within like, I don't know, the first two gyms, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. So having Flash just stuck on your Pokemon with nothing you can do is terrible. They just have three moves at that point because you're never going to use Flash unless you're really desperate in like a Nuzlocke scenario where you're like, I only not die if Flash works. 
Can you uh, imagine them making a uh, Pokemon game where going through Victory Road, you need to, they give you HMs that you have to use, but in order for you to get through Victory Road to get to Elite Four, you have to use every, you have to utilize every single HM that was given. Dude, that would be fucked. <laughs> that would suck. But it would be used, it would be used that way in the game and game mechanic to show mastery of going through and beating all eight gyms. The only way to get through. It wasn't like some guy standing and checking if you have the badges. It was, do you have the ability to use all the HMs to get through? I mean, I'd be okay with that if they if they did that to get to the entrance of Victory Road and there was a fucking PC in front of it. <laughs> because I don't want to have to go through Victory Road with three useful Pokemon and three fucking HM buses. I guess. I, I think it'd be useful to going through Victory Road to get to Elite Four. I think That's... I think that would be a great test because it Pokemon's weird. The just because it doesn't make sense to us and why they would do it that way. I mean, the entire like Pokemon universe, it's all about testing your metal and how have you grown as a person and a trainer utilizing everything that you are given and that your Pokemon can do? Uh, it's not really about all the best move sets. It's what your Pokemon can do and what how you make the best out of it. Wait, do you think HMs are a good thing? Is that what you're saying right now? I do. I think HMs are a way of uh, taking someone and having them look at the way they're going to play the game. And it helps them with figuring out how they're going to balance out their team to uh, be able to go through the game. Can we make a last minute retcon on what this debate is? Because <laughs> I kind of want to, because now that you've fucking thrown your cards at the table, I think the real debate here is RHM's good, where I would say, fuck no. <laughs> I think that gyms have slowly moved away. The Pokemon games have slowly moved away from the gyms for where uh, using HMs so that you can uh, accomplish things. And they, they've they really removed a factor and a level out of it that is something that would generally prevent you from proceeding forward. Nowadays, yes, but there are different ways to handle that, as we've seen in modern games, which I think are much better than HMs. Because you're not slapping fucking basically useless moves on your Pokemon. I don't have I to slap cut onto something and have it for fucking half the game. I don't think HM should be a move that is stuck to your Pokemon. You should be able to delete it with any with any move. But um, I I think that HM should still be a thing. Of course. Well, HMs can be a thing, and that's fine if that was the case. But that's not the case. That's the problem. That's the problem with HMs, is you can't delete them unless you go to an HM deleter. That's what makes them the most annoying bullshit in the world, and I fucking hate it, and it should die forever and be burned in a pit of despair. Yeah. Do you think the value of HMs in a world, like the actual attainable value of like their, their lore implications and like how you feel about them, is worth having the move slot taken up, if that yeah. is not an option you can avoid? Absolutely. Really? It's so shit, though. It's annoying. It's, the idea of playing a Pokemon game isn't to go through and just like, you know, the idea of the Pokemon game is to experience and adventure and explore. Sometimes when you explore and adventure out, there are obstacles 
that if you don't know how to deal with them or don't have the utilities to deal with them, you can't proceed forward. So HMs are what they represent or what those obstacles represent. Not uh, I not having the skill and then gaining that skill to move forward and having that knowledge to be able to continue in your adventure to get over your roadblocks and your stumbles. You see, I understand the inherent value of that. But again, it's just the way that they implement it in the Pokemon games could be it's done a, so much better. And I know you agree with that. It's and I a, know it's a way that they have implemented it to function with the adventure aesthetic of the game, the purpose of it, while teaching you a very, very subliminal message. And what would that message be? Sometimes you have to take the time to go do things to learn the skills to overcome what you were experiencing and what you can't get over at the moment. Sometimes yeah, you gotta sure. learn how to get through stuff. And you may not have the ability or the skills to do it now, but through time and figuring out how to achieve that, you will get it. And then you can move and push forward. I agree with that general sentiment. I just think there's a lot better ways to handle it. And I think HMs are definitely an obsolete concept with what we've seen in later titles. I don't know. This is just how I see it. I look at things in a way more deep sense than most people, though. Like I see, I see a lot of like different. I'm somewhat things. of an intellectual myself. It's me, yeah. I Odin's beard. <laughs> they call me smart man. Yeah, yeah. I think HMs are good. I think they should stay around. Um. Okay, so you are incorrect. <laughs> I don't think no, I, one, I, I, no one is right or wrong here, Riley. No one is right or wrong. It's just personal opinion and feelings. No on one is right or wrong except for me right and you wrong. <laughs> that is a horrible <laughs> way to look at it and a really good way to start something. <laughs> I mean, what are we going to start? An argument? An insufferable Pokemon media argument? You're that's really going to do this, aren't you? That's what the show is called. It's the insufferable Pokemon media argument. And let Never. me media argue you that HMs, right, are a bad idea. And here's why. I've already explained why, but kind of just to, you know, give it a more broader explanation here. So HMs as a concept, right? You got these things, you unlock use of them through the gyms, and they sort of serve as a way to regulate your progression through the region and through the game. But the way HMs are implemented is extremely flawed. The fact that they were used, they were moves, just like any other move. The fact that most of them are bad, they're not even good moves. And that you have to basically strap them to a Pokemon and just go along on your journey. Now, this, I think, inherently devalues certain Pokemon. Because a lot of people, you know, a lot, uh, me included, and I'm sure you included too, catch, you know, a Pokemon that just gets to be the fucking HM slave. Just just sits in the back of your party, cuts down trees, and fucking lights up caves. Nope, never did that. Really? Uh, okay. I'm not going to lie there. I did that once, but I hated it. 
So I learned how to utilize all my Pokemon in the best fashion for it. I mean, yeah, but then there's the situation where you're stuck with HMs you don't want. You're playing an adventure game. You're not grinding out to be competitive. As long as you have one or two good attacking moves and the rest of them are utility, you're set, man. I suppose that's true in a way, but it's just kind of a shitty feeling when you have... It's not true in a way. That is genuinely the idea of what Pokemon... What the Pokemon creators had in mind is that you utilize your Pokemon team to learn these HMs so that you could utilize them to go around to different parts of the map in the world. How you build your team and their moveset, sometimes you need to throw more than one HM on a certain Pokemon. Yes, you can decide what Pokemon you want to run it on based off of the type of, that the HM move is and how would it be best be utilized for the certain Pokemon. Some of them did aesthetically pleasing uh, HM move selection. So a lot of the Pokemon that were big and bulky were normally used strength because it represented their strength. Like, the idea was not to create an HM slave in your team for the shitty moves that you can remove when you decide to go into the Elite Four. The idea was to utilize all of it and make your team because in reality, four move slots is still a lot of moves. And if you have to use one or two of them for utility, that's fine because you still got two to three other slots that you can use for moves that are going to be your like game changer moves, your signature moves like they normally do in Pokemon. Okay. You're and not yeah. building a competitive team. You're playing for the adventure. Well, I think it's definitely a mix of the two. I wouldn't say that building a competitive team is not part of the main campaign. If you are building a full competitive team, then yes. At the end of the game, when you get to Elite Four and you have access to the move deleter, yeah, you can absolutely go and delete certain moves off Pokemon so that you can make them a little better before you go off into the Elite Four. That's cool. Everybody's done that. But the idea is to play the adventure and utilizing every Pokemon that you have to its fullest potential and what it can do. But you're not building a competitive team. You're building the adventuring squad that you are spending the rest of your game with until you decide to swap a Pokemon out. Okay. I understand. But picture this, okay? Now, in certain games, this can be true easily, and it depends on how you play it, right? It depends on your play style. If you're kind of... Because RPGs in general, Pokemon and just turn-based RPGs like this in a general sense, you make your own difficulty, right? If you're just playing the game like, you know, a, a, a kid would, not to call you a kid, I'm just saying like a kid would in general where they like have their starter and he's like level 84 and like the rest of the team is lagging behind and they're just slashing through the gyms with the one Pokemon then sure, the adventure aspects with the HMs, that works and that doesn't interfere at all. But if you're, pl- if you're trying to make your own challenge and, you know, maybe adhere to level limits, those gyms are pretty fucking hard, bro. If you go back to some of the older titles, fucking Emerald, Platinum, those gyms are fucking hard. And if you want to do good in those battles, you gotta have some, a fucking really good team. 
And that's kind of hard when your Swampert has Surf, Waterfall, Dive, and Strength because you need to get through the fucking game. Why would you teach a Pokemon four HMs, though? Because cause here's the thing, right? You're not letting it have any individuality. The point is growth and adventure. That's true, but when you're building a team in Pokemon, you want the types to be diverse. Meaning that in general, you're probably going to only have one water type. So unless you're running like a really like utility-based Pokemon, like a Nidoqueen or something, that just happens to be able to learn Surf, all your water HMs end up slapped so, onto whatever water what? type you have. So the idea for it isn't type diversity, it's type coverage. You don't have to have a bunch of different types in your team as long as you have some Pokemon that can counter your weaknesses against certain types of Mons. That's the whole point of team building, is covering your weaknesses, not diversifying. This is something I learned right away when playing competitive. It's it's not diversifying. It's type coverage. It's making sure that you have an answer to, if, to something that someone brings out for something that is weak to the Pokemon you're using. Well, yeah, that's true. But the easiest way to type coverage and the way that most people would do it is to have a diverse typed team. You know what I'm saying? Like that's but that's not to say you couldn't have a swamper and then that's who that's water and ground type and then come in with a lantern that's water and electric to soak up those electric hits or those grass type hits because of the fact that it becomes a neutral attacking move because it's also electric. Electric and grass doesn't is resist grass. against electric. Just electric. Electric doesn't resist grass. Yes, electric. Does resist grass. Are you yes, sure? I, is his good? I don't his know. Good, I'm trying to. Oh, throw I understand. Not correct in the accurate. I understand. How, like Pokemon games should be played, or how people think they should be played. Has anyone thought about how the people do like initial intent for the game was? Has anyone played the game? It's how the creators of the game intended for it to be played. If people don't like it or anything like that, they don't have to play it because it was designed by these people who wanted a game to be like this. That's a really fundamentally flawed argument. People find their own enjoyment in games all the time beyond what the developer intended. And that's not a bad thing at all. I, I'm, I'm, I get that. But it's people who, like, it's coming out with the preconceived notion of how a game is supposed to be played. There's no real, in most scenarios, there is no right or wrong way to play a game. It's just up to the person. But it's when you start coming out and stating, oh, this is how it's supposed to be played. Sometimes it matches up with how the game was originally intended to be played. Sometimes it doesn't. It's it's a huge thing. It, it's a lot. And it kind of stems off all of this. It's just kind of a stem off thing. It, everyone has different opinions on it. No one's right. No one's wrong. It's just heavy opinions. Until 
a game designer or the game dev or creator says this is what it is. Well, Odin, that's true to an extent, but at the end of the day, there is a right and wrong in this situation, and that right so and wrong is decided by the viewers at home who will vote on this argument. So you're telling me that Picasso's paintings, how he decided to depict them and how he what his meanings were behind them are wrong, and the person who's looking at it has the right depiction of what the painting is when he's the one who made it he's the one who had the original thought for this artwork all i'm saying is that for the conceit of this show it's whatever the listeners decide is correct that's all i'm saying <sighs> all right that's fun i get what you're saying no no, no i totally get it no, i just I think just, that there is a there is a level to it where the understanding of what how they can be how things can be looked at and what the idea of the gameplay is for hms i even talked about it by the way guys i think cut is the most annoying one because it's practically useless and up through like the that's first not even the debate episode. anymore we've dropped that <laughs> not even that but yeah it's i just hms literally are not a bad thing for the game I don't think that they were implemented in a horrible fashion. Could it have been reworked? Maybe, but it's not my game. I can't decide that. So I have to look at it, how it is played, and the best way to view it based off of what the game is trying to teach me, possibly. There are always subtle little notes of things in games that we play that can be teaching us anything. It's just how you look at it. How open is your mind to understanding what's going on or what could possibly be going on? That's all it is. HMs, yeah, a lot of people hate them, but there are a lot of subtle things behind them that most people don't want to take the time to look at. They are literally the... HMs, I feel like, are basically a full part of the building block of an adventure game. There's okay. always a there is always an adventure game that you're not going to be able to move forward until something specific happens or you get something. Yes, maybe the fact that they can't be removed outside of normal means sucks. But just like anything you learn. It sticks with you. It's there. And you have to forcefully go out and go out of your way to remove what you have just learned to undo it. Get to get your Pokemon men in black memory wiped to <laughs> forget. I just there like I don't know, man. I look I look too deep into shit. That I think just that's just my problem. I look really deep into things because I like finding meaning in things that seem meaningless. So that people can be like, okay, yeah. No, I get that. That's really good. That's deep. Wow, I didn't think about that. And I do. I, I, I think this is a really compelling argument. I just I just disagree for other fundamental reasons, and I think at the end of the day... I disagree for just... other fundamental reasons because this needs to be a show, and you want there to be an opposite view side. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, stop with the pretending and just agree because it's okay to occasionally just agree with someone in their argument. You don't have to constantly say the opposite. People are still going to listen to your show if you agree with me on something. 
It doesn't well, fucking matter if you d- feel like you have to have an opposite side view. That's not always the case. Well, that's the point of like debating. Like even in no, school, sometimes you had to argue the opposite point than what you believed. It's just that's why I had you pick the what pick is the your topic first. Debating the opposite point of something that you believe because then you're just debating your lie. Why would you do that? Why would you debate and back up something that you yourself don't wholeheartedly believe? Well, it was just to to go back to the school example, it was to teach a skill to argue for things based on logic, even if you don't fundamentally agree with them. <sighs> and also, I agree with you in some ways and disagree in others. So I can argue against you here and not be lying because I still to an extent, disagree with you, even though I don't entirely disagree with you. I understand what you're saying, and I see the inherent value in your argument. I just think the cons outweigh the pros here. I guess. So at the end of the day, we're going to argue up in circles up a tree all day. So (laughs) it goes to the viewers. What do you think? Vote. That's why the straw poll's there, folks. Go vote. (laughs) Tell us what you think. Yeah. But anyway, we got one last debate to do. I own final argument. Here we go. I think this is going to be the big one of the night. Well, we did just kind of have a pretty big one, but I think this one's going to be big too. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm I'm introducing this one. Okay, cool. Um, Our debate, the final one of the night. We're going to talk about what the best ROM hack is. Odin got really into ROM hacks for a while, and it made me think about him. And now we're here to have an argument about which one is the best. Now, Odin, I would like to hear your argument first, because I know it's going to be very convincing and hard to come back from. So let's just get it out of the way, see if I'm able to refute it successfully. So I'd have to say the the best and most practical pokemon rom hack that has been made that currently exists is pokemon radical red um the reason why i feel that pokemon radical red is the best is because you can it's basically you have options of running either a like a really competitive play for it uh, you can play standard. Uh, you can have your Pokemon completely randomized. You can have their moves, their abilities, all that randomized. Uh, there is normal mode. There is hard mode. There's like a really hard mode. Um, based on what mode you decide to choose, your opponent's Pokemon will they will either not be EV trained, they will be EV trained, or they'll have full competitive loadouts. Moves and all items. Uh, the game allows you to have mega evolutions. There's Z moves. There's Dynamaxing, Gigantamaxing. There are dens. Every Pokemon's inside of it, and all of them are available inside of the game. You just have to find them. They're all split up in different routes. When you randomize it, it's pure chaos. Um the utility that they have in there for EV training and IV training and getting moves for tutors, everything is amazing. Uh, You have, you can do anything and everything when it comes down to like training up Pokemon. 
the it is by far arguably one of the most hardest Pokemon ROM hacks to play. Arguably. I'm not saying it is the hardest because there are a lot of contenders out there. There really, really are. But this is one of the hardest Pokemon uh, ROM hacks made that is just nuts. And they even just did a, a new recent update for it, which made it even harder because people were getting used to how it was before and was going through easy. Like they even set in like different rules and stuff in the updates and everything too. Like there are like rule sets that you can run by. Like all the gym leaders have like ridiculous Pokemon too. like stuff that you'd imagine if they were running in a competitive scene that match their typing like uh, scenarios. Uh, you're not allowed to in some situations. You're not allowed to heal trainer battles. Um, if your Pokemon uses an item, a consumable item inside of a trainer battle, it comes back at the end of the battle. Mm-hmm. All that stuff like it's really good. Like it's it's a really good game. Yeah, that's that's really what I got. I mean, there's okay. hidden abilities, everything. Hey. Like, the fact that like they have all everything that Pokemon has implemented into like the game outside of like following Pokemon <laughs> is there. All right. And now that's a really compelling argument, as I expected. Radical Red is definitely a very well crafted ROM hack. I definitely agree with you in every regard, but my argument takes us to a different type of wrong hack, and one that I feel is inherently more valuable, in my opinion, of course. Uh, One that, you know, sort of ditches the, you know, established rules of Pokemon and takes the framework of a Pokemon game and crafts something that is brand new. My choice for the best Pokemon ROM hack is Pokemon Sweet version, okay? Now, most ROM hacks out there, they'll change, you know, the Pokemon. They'll change the... They'll add more Pokemon. They'll add new shit. Some of them even make up a brand new region, and that's really cool, too. But this game takes it to the next level. It takes Pokemon, and it changes the status quo... And in the silliest way possible, yet it's so lovable, it takes all the Pokemon and turns them into fucking sweets, bro. It's awesome. And listen, they fucking, they go all in, okay? This is not just a joke. They go all in on this shit, okay? New type chart. There's a whole new fucking type charts. Flavors, bro. You got vanilla, cherry, strawberry, apple, banana, all sorts of flavors. And they all have new type effectiveness, and there's a whole new type chart that they crafted for this game, which is amazing to me. And then you have all the, all the art, all the talented artists that must be involved in taking these Pokemon and turning them into their charming little sweet forms. They're so cute. You got Cup V. He's an Eevee. He's a cupcake. You got a Brownie Sore. He's a little Bulbasaur, but he's a Brownie. He's got some whipped cream on him. It's great. It's awesome. They're little candy men. It's fun. Hmm. It's a it's a really fun concept that they take and they move. They take it farther than you would expect. Like 
it'd be easy for somebody to fucking oh they're all food now except it's it's fire red but they're all food now and just slap that out but they went all in on this shit the environments are changed you live you live in like a candy world Candyland. Candyland. You do live in you live in Candyland, and there's all these fucking Poke Sweets running around, all all sorts of different creative Pokemon. And they didn't even instead of taking just the Kanto Pokedex, which would have been easy because they were already in the game, they mixed it up a little bit. They they threw in some newer Pokemon. There's a there's an Oshawott who's an ice cream. That's pretty cool. the The legendary of the game is La Pony, but she's a chocolate bunny cool hmm. so cool it's i i really value the fact that they went all in on this silly concept and they turned it into they turned pokemon on its head and turned it into a new concept i love when new things are tried and pokemon suite tried a bunch of new things and some old things too that aren't used as much like for example i actually heard this happened by accident but it was a pretty happy accident so, much like Colosseum and XD, Pokemon Suite is all double battles. So it adds a new strategic aspect as opposed to a normal Pokemon game where most of it is single battles. So that's an aspect as well. And overall, I just, I can't get enough. Pokemon Suite is great. There's a sequel, which, is, which adds even more cool designs, even more features. They cut the double battle thing, but you know, whatever. That was just a fun little thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think Pokemon Suite is a contender for the best ROM hack just because it tried so many new things. Feels so unique compared to all the other ROM hacks out there that just sort of take an already established Pokemon game and, you know, maybe up the difficulty, add some things. Here it's a whole new idea, and I really respect that. I've heard about that one. I've thought about playing it and giving it a go. I'm just so engrossed in other things right now. Huge recommend, bro. If you get back on a Pokemon ROM hack kick, huge recommend. I need to re-download all the stuff because I got a new PC and I haven't re-downloaded everything. So. Pokemon... Because you see, the thing about ROM hacks, right, is they're cool and they're novelty and they're enjoyable. I'm not, I'm not speaking against the value of any of them. No, you're good. But I've only ever beat this one. Because this is the only one that has drawn me in enough with enough new features to actually engross me as a real Pokemon game. Like, this is a whole new fucking world, and it sucked me in, and I went through the entire fucking game, and it was wonderful. Yeah. And that's, that's my main argument here. I'd say new stuff is cool. It's a lot of talent that went into this, and I think it's really good. Do you have anything else to say about Radical Red? No, I don't. Alright, no problem. Uh, well, there you go. That was Insufferable Pokemon Media Argument number three, folks. Vote in the fucking straw polls. Let us know who was the best one. Who won them? And next time, one of us will have to do some jumping jacks. And it'll be wacky. We'll have a good wacky old time. Oh, yeah. It'll probably be me. That's fun. It probably will be uh, me, actually. You, you, you argued pretty good this episode. <laughs> eh, maybe. But uh, now it's time to get to Jinji's favorite part of the episode. Uh, but he's not here anymore, unfortunately. So I'm going to take it away. Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? Look at Pokemon. All right, Odin. 
What are you thinking? Want a Pokedex entry? You want to ask some questions? I'll take a. I'll take an entry. All right, dog. Please hold. I also forgot I'm supposed to mark this down. Fuck, 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 fuck. Shit. God damn it. An hour and 19 minutes. The things I do for Jason. Um, hold on, my phone's taking centuries to load. It's fine. Alright. Hmm. Thinking. Thinking about what might be a good one. Alright, I have to I have to fix the wording a little bit because it says the name of the Pokemon, but this is a good entry. So this Pokemon's Heart Gold Soul Silver Pokedex entry states one of this Pokemon that lives in the forest is said to have its own secret spring water. Said to have its own secret spring water? That is correct. I'd be surprised if you get this one, honestly. I picked a pretty hard entry. You had three three shots. Fuck. Um... It's a hard gold soul silver entry, so remember you only had to think gens one through four. It's a hard gold soul silver. Secret spring water. You gotta know your Pokemon facts to get this one, folks. Viewers at home, did you figure it out? Let us know. Join our Discord. Oh, uh, fuck me, dude. Um, is it a water type? I can't answer that question, Odin. Oh, All you get is the entry. Shit. You can't, can you? Um, no. Remember, you get three tries. <sighs> Okay, okay. Um, is it Love Disc? It is not. Shit. Okay. Uh, it's its own secret spring water. One through four. Spring water. Dude, if you get this, I will be so proud of you. There's no way. Um... Um, okay. Um, oh, I have like so many choices inside my head, but like trying to figure out. Yeah, because I've given you a hint in itself there because the, the, um, the obvious ones obviously weren't it because I'm saying that this is really hard. That it has its own secret spring is like the say spring. Re read the entry again for me because now I'm. Uh, now I'm trying to let, now I get it. I'm getting it mixed up whether it's like spring water or if it's talking like a spring, like it has its own, like. I assume it means that it has its own secret spring, but it does say spring water. The entry is one of this Pokemon that lives in the forest is said to have its own secret spring water. Um, Grottle. You looked that up. No way. How you am I Googled gonna look, that shit. How am I going to look that up? The, the, explain your answer. Show your work. <laughs> how am I going to show my work? <laughs> explain your thought process. How am I going to explain my thought process? So here's the thing. Um, thinking about it. Grottle is the, the Pokemon's name 
like grotto. I feel there's 493 photos. I I feel like you couldn't have thought of that. I feel like you underestimate me. I do underestimate you. You're right. I'm sure you got. I'm 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 only accusing you of cheating jokingly. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, you know this. So. There were a lot of options that I was thinking. A lot of them were coming through my head where it could have been like a Fione, a Manaphy, it could have been Celebi, but Grottle kind of like, it, it was a very last second. I was about to guess Celebi. I was like, why would he say that it's hard and he'd be surprised if I guessed it? So it wouldn't be Celebi. I had to think about it. So I started thinking about Pokemon's names. Maybe that kind of has something to deal with it. And Grottle and like Grotto. And they're like, it just seemed fitting in a sense. I'm like secret water spring grotto. 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 <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was my thought process. Okay, I believe you. I was just fucking around. Um, the Pokemon of the episode. Thank you to our five-year-old correspondent before I forget. The Pokemon of the episode is Pokedex number... 388 Grottle, the Grove Pokemon. And there are no competitive sets. Nobody's using a Grottle in competitive. I don't know if you thought otherwise. It's not happening. <laughs> Nobody out here using Grottles, dog. I'm surprised there's no niche for like Eevee like Grottle and like I mean lower like, tiers. You I guess you could. Yeah. I somebody mean, somebody make it work. Somebody destroy the PU tier with a it's Eevee like Grottle, bro. Hit him. <laughs> Eevee like Grottle. It's so slow, but kind of bulky. <laughs> yeah, bro. Easy. One ice beam and you're fucked. No, not, not necessarily. It doesn't gain the ground type yet. It's just pure grass. Shit. Ice so that's, flying fire. So that's the that's the that's yeah. the advantage it has over Torterra. Is it doesn't and it does immediately have get fucked. Solid defenses. Yeah. There you go. Somebody do it. Somebody run like a stall grottle. Evia like grottle. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Call him Evottle. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you for listening to Insufferable Pokemon Media Argument Three. I'm glad you're back. Uh, glad we're back here. Do you think? Do you think we're gonna get back on schedule, Odin? You think we're gonna gather back here on October 11th and give him another one? Give him another show? Not my choice. Well, I mean, it is. I can ask you to, but you have the cognizance to say no. I mean, if you want to do another one, this is kind of the thing that we do. So, okay, fuck yeah. See you next month, everybody. Woo! Where can our listeners find you, Odin? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at by Odin's Beard. That is Odin with two N's. Don't forget it, and I'm never gonna stop saying it. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Riley Streams. YouTube as Riley and Friends. That's Riley Ampersand Friends. You can also find other podcast projects on anchor.fm slash Riley Megafeed or on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast. You can find the Riley Podcast Megafeed. It's got all sorts of school shit on it. Go listen to it. And uh, there's other one. Oh, Big Guy, Little Guy is a YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Me and my buddy Andrew, we do some stuff. Uh, and there's also the MoCast at anchor.fm slash the-mo-cast and the YouTube channel, The MoCast. And now remember, this show is part of Pixels Media, so go ahead and go check out our main show, Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, wherever podcasts are found. 
And now, before we go, I did just want to say something brief about the show itself, a little update, if you will. Um, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we didn't have an episode last week. I was on, it was on track. I tried. I fucking tried. We did it two weeks in a row, and we had an episode, and I tried to keep the streak going, and I failed. Life happens. No one can blame you. I know, but it's like I did the one with you and Andrew, and then I did the other one, but I don't remember what it was, but I did it. You know what, though? It's okay, Uh, because if the listeners have any kind of, like, if they want to hear something, give us an idea, just hit us up. We're all ears. Damn right. Hit us up on Twitter, our email, pbhpodcast.gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, is going to say one more thing. And oh yeah, I can guarantee that there will be an episode next week. No matter what, it's going to happen. It is scheduled. I don't know. I you see <laughs> the funny thing about this is we have a guest and we have a co-host. I'm more concerned about the co-host flaking on me than the guest. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we have a guest and we have Gingy. <laughs> oh no. Let's see if they both show up. but by hook or by crook by hook or by crook there will be an episode next week um so thank you all for listening everybody again please reach out to us join our discord email us we want to hear from you yep follow us on twitter at pvh podcast for updates and shit i'm going to use that twitter more Alrighty. well thank you all for listening everybody i've been riley i've been odin and we'll see you next week Whoa!